Yo, everybody, welcome to the Ednium Podcast, where we have real conversations with the amazing talent in Denver's backyard to inform the system and change the game for the next generation. I hope you're thriving. Let's go. And we're live. How you living? I'm doing great. How yeah, are you? I'm doing good. You know, it's 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 been busy around here, you know, so I'm glad that we're finally back on the uh, podcast grind, trying to get back consistent with this, but... uh. It's like one of those few things that I just like love doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Just the process leading up to it's a whole beast. So I appreciate you bearing with us. Yes, I appreciate the help of your team too and scheduling me to do it and you taking the time. Having having a squad changes yeah. everything. You know what I mean? I need that. <laughs> yeah. Well, be, I want to get into that yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, introduce yourself. Let sure. the world know who we're talking to. So my name's Lauren Cisneros. I. Um, I'm from the San Luis Valley, born and raised, um, was born in a small town, well, I was born in Alamosa, but raised in Alamosa in a small town called San Luis. It's the oldest town in the state of Colorado. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, oldest. And even on our little uh, mountain, there's a rock formation that says the oldest town in Colorado. So huh. we're proud of that. Um, and I've been in the Denver area for about 20 years now. So, you know, Colorado native, love Colorado, love this community. And, um, but I'm always really passionate and my heart strings always get pulled when it comes to, um, the people of the Valley. And so I'm always making sure that, you know, my ears are open and my eyes are open for opportunities that might help. Yeah. my people down south hey you got to take care of home right yeah you know, i love yeah. that i love that what brought you up here so um i went to undergrad at csu pueblo and then um, my husband actually uh, we weren't married at the time but he he got you know he came this way to finish his degree at msu denver mm. uh, surveying degree so okay. um what we came a land surveyor so a professional land surveyor they basically um you know, measure the boundaries and uh, roads and plots of lands and huh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. That's a career pathway. So I wish right? somebody could have told me about. Yeah, it. someone told him about it, and you know, I think it they the way they presented it was, um, it's an old white man mm-hmm. career, and so he <laughs> should go into it. And it's been whoever told him that. I think that was great advice because it's been successful yeah. as a person of color in that yeah. in that career. Yeah, love that. Yeah. I wonder how many careers can be defined as the old white man. <laughs> I, I think there might be quite a we're, few. We're starting to make some inroads. Yes, I hope. I think we're changing stuff, but yeah, yeah yes. I like it. Some folks would say a uh, CEO of a foundation would be used to be yes. that, but not no more. What you, <laughs> right? what, what you doing now? Yes, so not a CEO, but an executive director. Executive director. <laughs> people, people, I have a hard time with that myself. Yeah, like, I think it's based on like the amount of dollars. Is that you know, what it is? I think it is. I think if it's over a certain amount, then you're CEO. It's uh, an executive director. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's, that's yeah, my I don't impression. Know. I'm going to have to figure that out myself. Yeah. But um, I am a new executive director of the Latinas First Foundation. So um, I've only been, I've just completed my second month on the job. So I'm in learning mode and like juggling mode yeah. and drinking from the fire hose. But um it's been great. I feel like it's made time go by really fast. I can't believe two months has already passed. It's wild. It's already March. Yes. I'm you glad, know. though, because I need the sun yeah, and uh, spring weather to come. It's supposed to snow this weekend. Though. I know. I'm it's... kind of bummed about that, too. Yeah. yeah. It, like, lingers around. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, I'm excited. I want to dive into that, too. I'm really curious about, so you got here to Denver. Right. Um, you and your husband, then partner. Yeah. Uh, well, boyfriend. I, I don't know how you'll define it, but... <laughs> 
come here, he's in school, what are you doing? Yeah, so I write, um, when we came here, I was still completing my undergrad at um, CSU Pueblo, so I have to oh. drive back Jeez. and forth. Yeah, yeah, and I had at the time, um, my daughter was just born, so I was, you know, juggling being a mom mm -hmm. and trying to finish up school. But when I graduated, I applied for a job at the Capitol um, for their nonpartisan research staff, and huh. so... I got an opportunity to, that was my first professional job, and I started that when she was just six months old. I just wow. graduated college. Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, so I did that for a lot of years. Um, and then um, our plan was to come here, finish his degree, and then we would go back home. Mm -hmm. And so um, we tried to do that. My, by then I had two children, um, and they were about three and five, so I had been at the Capitol, and we... Um, rented out our house here and moved back to the valley. And I got a job at Adams State University. Hmm. He got a serving job. Yeah. And we did that for not very long. We lasted, I think, eight, nine months. And I think it just being an adult and, you know, realizing that there was a lot of opportunities we were leaving behind for our children. Hmm. Um, and I think uh, one day we woke up and said, I don't know that this was the right decision. Hmm. So we said, well, let's just go back and pivot. And yeah. so um, we turned around, came back, got our jobs back. He yeah. got his job back. I got my job back. I'm That's so a thankful. blessing for sure. Yeah. Yes. I think it speaks to um, maybe good work ethic. And sure. yeah, they were yeah. like, sure, come back. So <laughs> we were I, magic left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I was just, we were so thankful. Um, and we, I, I got my job back there. But then I really had this desire to work with students. So I was an Upward Bound alum. Trio baby. My husband also participated Let in Trio. Let the world know what Upward yeah. Bound Trio is. Upward yeah. Bound Trio is um, a federal funded program. Um, in our community at Adams State, they basically recruited high school students, and it's a college access program where they um, exposed us to college. We got to be, you know, in on the college campus, living in the dorms during our summer year, summer of our high school years, and then they really helped one on one advising, helping us apply to colleges and. They would bring us up to the city, hmm. you know, to different, um, sometimes it'd be Illiches, sometimes it would be a play, but I mean, yeah. the whole point was to expose those of us um, that come from an isolated community to yeah. things in the city. So be able to dream bigger. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, I think I always had, in fact, there was a point where somebody said, what do you want to be? You know, everybody asks that. And I wanted to be my upward bound counselor. Hmm. I think that was like a dream career because I could see all the impact he had on yeah. me and others. Um, so I had an opportunity to be a pre-collegiate advisor for the Colorado Department of Higher Ed. Huh. Um, so I left my job at the Capitol and I did that work and they had me placed at um, Adams 14 schools. And so I worked with middle school and high school students and the whole point was to get them exposed and yeah. uh, ready for college. Um, I did that for a couple years and then um, took a position within the same team, but at MSU Denver, where we basically advised um, Upward Bound students, Gear Up students, Colorado Challenge students, and Daniels Fund students. So uh, I had like a... You would have had to deal with me if I went over Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. If you were at MSU Denver, yeah. I would have had to deal with you, but you oh, went... Oh, man, I'm deep. glad you got spared yeah. from that. You know? <laughs> it was great. It was like we, you know, there was five of us college counselors on the campus, and we had maybe like a hundred students that each of us was responsible for and that just included everything wraparound advising yeah. you know but that meant like a student could reach out if i don't know their car broke down they didn't want to do or yep. they got a parking ticket so it involved much more than just the academic piece um 
but it was so rewarding to I imagine. Yeah. I wonder. I'm actually really interested in kind of like what what you learn in that process around. I guess number one, what it takes for a student to really be able yeah. to thrive, and like what it takes for them afterwards to yeah. to go where they want to go. One of the things we're hearing a lot, and you know, with the with the mayoral forum and all the things that we're doing right now, is really trying to figure out like, well, what is success. And recognizing that, you know, a college degree or any type of credential is really a ticket to run the race. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. like a guarantee of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're hearing those stories more often. I'm, I'm curious as to see if you've kind of seen and experienced that or yeah, what perspective. Yeah, I feel like the narrative has changed around college, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, when I was in Upward Bound, I think one of their tactics to get us to be interested was like, you're going to earn a, a million dollars more over your lifetime yeah. if you go to college. So that. for me, I was sold because to me, a million dollars. A million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do that because, um, you know, I come from a family that owned a restaurant. So I spent my years waitressing and I knew how hard work that mm-hmm. was and didn't want to spend my whole life doing that. Yeah. So college seemed like a no brainer. But I do feel like now, you know, I have an 18 year old and a 20 year old and my son, who's going to graduate high school, his friends and his network, they're they're kind of hesitant of yeah. college and the narrative around it and if it's guaranteed and what's the return on investment. And so um, I think that it's a lot more than just the academic piece. I think that there's this like career development, career access, and yeah. how are we connecting folks to that aspect of things yeah. where it's not just to and through but then it's what happens after yeah um and i think that there's some good work being done out there around those efforts but there's definitely a lot of opportunity to do more work because um if we're not connecting especially first generation Mm -hmm. low income students of color to people that have access to positions to paid internships then we can get them through but then then what then what right so it's kind of um I'm glad though. I think that I think that folks are starting to see the bigger picture yeah. and realizing that it's not just that one piece of getting them to, yeah. but then through, and then what's after. What's that. after? Yeah. And it seems like a natural progression. I think like when yeah. I bring this up, some people get nervous and mm-hmm. defensive because it's not that it wasn't the wrong thing to try to get more low-income kids of color into college. Like obviously, I was a beneficiary of it. Right. But it seemed like, okay, well, before it was just get your high school degree. Then it was get yep. to college. And now we're just experiencing enough. I think we've hit like a particular thresholds where we have enough information to say, oh, okay, cool. There's a next step. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how do we present it as this is the next step of a natural progression building on the legacies right. of a lot of work as opposed to, oh, I'm scared because you're challenging the status quo. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think too that we all have to like convince ourselves that it's lifelong learning. Yeah, for real. You know, because yeah. I feel like it's not like, I mean, and then there's the whole trades discussion now. Mm-hmm. So like, do you go down that path? Or are you on the college path? Yep. And um, I think it can be like a combination of things. So you can go down a trade and do what you got to do. And then maybe you hit a wall or then yep. you can turn around and do something else. And yep. I don't know. I'm, I feel like um, for me, even, as a professional, there's always learning. Yeah. So whether it's like leadership training, like you and I did for Latino Leadership Institute, yeah. or now I'm doing Leadership Denver, um, I think there's always- Oh, you're a real big dog now in Leadership <laughs> Denver, homie. It's pretty cool, yeah, but I mean- I it's I'm, great. It's great, you should do it, Trey. I think you should watch, look into I, it. I gotta get in first. Yeah, you gotta apply. Yeah. I think it starts, the application starts soon, so 
Maybe I, I sent you some yeah. information. Yeah, because I do feel like, especially for your work too, yeah. um, it did, does give a, it does a really good job at giving you the full picture of Denver yeah. and the challenges yeah. and the gaps. Yeah. Um, so you can be more strategic in your efforts. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's been great, but lifelong learning. Lifelong learning. Yeah. Relationships. Oh, I mean, I think about how me and you were even here today. Like mm -hmm. we met through LLI and it was this relationship that we kind of cultivated. You were looking at some other job at the same time I was kind of thinking yeah. about Ednium and, you know, just the relationships you build create opportunities. You know, so I was just sitting down with uh, uh, Charles Dukes. Mm -hmm. um, again, great mentor, friend, person who's helped me a lot and continues to teach me a lot. But we were talking about like, what does it mean for people to be able to open up their networks mm -hmm. to our kids? And yeah. how valuable of a resource that is beyond even just like money. You know what I mean? It's so valuable. Yeah. So, so valuable. And I think what's important is that I think sometimes we get stuck in our own circles, Yeah. you know, and then we have to ask ourselves, are we really doing due diligence and getting beyond our circles? Because mm -hmm. if we just run in our same circles, it's going to be the same thing, but yeah. it's leadership Denver, Latino leadership and things like that expose you to different types of people, different yep. that are in different industries and different networks. So it really does um, that networking piece. I feel like as a young professional, I didn't realize how important it was. Mm -hmm. And I would, you know, you're busy too. You're trying to do all the things yeah, like yeah. Uh, go to school, raise some kids. And so it's like, <laughs> how do you do the networking too? Yeah. But I think it's really important that even as a young person, you carve out some intentional time to do it because some of those networks i mean 20 years later i'm still Tap calling them right yeah, so yeah. it's important i just remember it was hard for me because you know my story right i had my son in high school and oh. you know went into college that way was working and doing all those things and then i remember even after i graduated and i worked for el pomar they would have this thing every thursday they had like a happy hour thing right and they would bring people from that community people they're trying to work with there and as fellows you know, the added benefit was you just got to be in the same room with all these different people. I didn't necessarily even understand that yet. But I would, you know, I felt fancy. I was wearing a suit and I was drinking some wine, got some, you know, got some cheese and learned what a charcuterie board was, right. you know, feeling fly. <laughs> and I remember my grandma being like, do you even work? You, you feel what I mean? Yeah, and I like, like culturally, like this concept of networking and all that stuff, it didn't click in my head when I was in college. Mm -mm. And it was happening. I just didn't realize it was happening. I wasn't being intentional about it. Yeah. But like, how do you, uh, how do you build that into like this is part of the reason why you come here? Yes. You know. But if you're working three jobs just to make it through, right? Shit, you don't have time for all of that. You don't have time for all of it. Yeah. So. No, I do think it has to be intentional, and I think it's like one of those things. You get what you put into it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, maybe you don't realize. You are networking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then looking back, you're like, oh, that made a lot of sense. But I don't know. I think as a young mom in the work workforce, it, it was difficult to say, like, if I, I, I got to get home and get the kids, yeah. how am I going to do a happy hour afterwards? So mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't feel like work yeah. something you could justify. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, priorities are priorities, right? So if you have your kids, you got to do, do that mm -hmm. first. Yeah. Um, but I think there's maybe stages of life that then it makes better sense or it's easier. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It but yeah. It doesn't have to stop No, just because you graduated. Right, yeah. yeah. I really appreciate my time with you in LLI though because I will say that I think there were some activities and things that got brought up and I think that there was some 
things that I could relate to mm -hmm. with you and I just appreciated and I think that's what's nice about networking is yeah. what happens is you're in rooms with people and then you realize like oh um, that person's like also dealing with this yes. yeah and then it makes you feel a little bit like able to deal with it yeah <laughs> no doubt no doubt I mean I got to see you and I had the same thing of like oh, okay cool and like I don't know if I told you this but like you're someone I look up to like oh, seeing as somebody who's, like, who's done a lot and like made a lot of a lot of change in people's lives and so I was like oh, okay cool Yep, I can still be, you know, because you feel like I'm on borrowed time sometimes. Yeah. Like, I feel like, shit, when are they going to figure this out? Or when am I not going to be able to handle it? Or, you the know what I mean? The imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome. Yeah. But then you get examples and, and role models like yourself to where it's like, okay, cool. She's still going. I could keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to no, fall apart tomorrow. No, you've inspired me too. And I think that, um, you know, when people change positions sometimes it's a scary thing um and i think that's one common theme i can take away from leadership training mm -hmm. is that if you're not uncomfortable then you're not making progress yeah. um so the times that we've like you know dove <laughs> off the cliff and not know what we're doing i think it's scary but at the same time that means that we're yeah. gonna do something <laughs> yeah for real for real so i'm, I'm excited about this this cliff you're jumping right yeah, now yeah i'm excited too um, how did explain to me how it came up in leading Latina's First Foundation? Sure. What were the uh, what were the concerns? What were the worries? Yeah. Like how did you make that decision? Yeah. So um, I kind of knew about Latina's First Foundation. Um, just I see them. I saw them a lot on like social media. But mm -hmm. Prosperity Denver Fund, who I used to work for, mm -hmm. who funds scholarship organizations, they actually funded um, Latina's First. So Judy Diaz Bonacquisti, who's the previous. Um, my predecessor as the executive director. I knew her from working at MSU Denver way back. Mm -hmm. And so there was that connection. Um, but I think what really like in, inspired me to maybe just even apply was that um, it's a statewide effort. Huh. So it's not, I, I appreciate the Denver effort yeah, too. Yeah. And I think that obviously for organizations, a lot of stuff happens in Denver. If yeah. you're here, yeah. most of the times it's like those resources are going to the Denver community, but something really spoke to me about the fact that it was statewide. Um, so there was opportunity to hopefully connect with other organizations that are also doing work in rural parts of the state. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciate the whole mission of Latinas first. And that speaks to me so much, you know, elevating Latinas across the state, whether that's from higher education, whether it's from mentoring, whether it's from networking. Um, but we need a space like that mm -hmm. to be able to help each other build up. Yeah. So um, that really spoke to me. And I think working with students, I always, I think it's one of those things where you see yourself and yeah. the students yeah. and you're like I was there one time and um, all the possibilities and so um, I think that Latina's first opportunity kind of tugged on my heartstrings and you know another leadership training yeah. thing is like how, how are you doing that in your work are you um, are you checking all the boxes the financial the hmm. you know work-life balance the mm -hmm. tugging of your heartstrings the making of an impact and so um, all of those things I think made me say I think I want to see if yeah. this is a fit and yeah. so um, so far in two months it's it feels good I feel like um, there's so much opportunity to make an impact um, I think right now I'm like low-hanging fruit zone mm -hmm. but as soon as I can a little bit better I can get higher up and look more strategically about how we're gonna do that yeah. um, but the other dynamic thing about it back to networking mm -hmm. Latinas first does a great job I mean it's been established since 2011 
tons of mentors, tons of volunteers, the board members so connected in the community and all the knowledge they have, being able to tap into that um, and expand my network and knowledge, I just felt really fortunate to be in a position like that. What does it take to get involved? Yeah, so I think right now we have about 18 board members. um, So there's some recruitment that goes on. I think we try to get up to maybe 20. Um, But there is, I would say reach out to me if if there's, um, you know, there is, like we do an annual luncheon where it brings, you know, almost 700 people together. They wear the fancy hats. That's their their thing. Um, And it's all about honoring unsung heroines and other trailblazers in the community, different women that have paved the way. Um, And then it's honoring our scholars. And so last year we gave out 50 scholarships. So we have 50 scholars and we're hoping next year it'll be more students. Um, But it's a great event. And I think there's volunteer opportunities for that. There's volunteer opportunities to become a mentor where you Mm -hmm. can mentor one of the scholars. Um, Last Saturday we did a speed mentoring and networking event at Auraria campus where we had you know, 100 girls sign up and 20 mentors, mm. females in the community that came in and we had some programming and um, it was great. I mean, yeah. I think lots of lessons learned as a first time for me of yeah. running that type of event. Um, but I walked away with my heart full and just so appreciative of the volunteers, the students, the mentors, the yeah. board members. Yeah. Um, so those kind of things, I think, make all the unorganized, like making sense of a new job, like yeah. worth it. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So exciting. I, I call it like the duck in the water. Yes. It's like you look real cool on top, but <laughs> underneath that water, you, you, you're kicking and pedaling. Oh, man. Trying to stay afloat. I, yes. I, trust me, I feel you. My life's been full of firsts for the last couple of years since, yes. since Etnia, so I feel that. I'm curious, what are they, uh, what'd you hear from them? Like, what are the students and mentors seem to be wrestling with? Mostly? Yeah, um, it's a good question because I just, dived into like our database, I guess you would say, where mentors um, report on how the scholars are doing. And I think it's like some probably the same things that you and I, Trey, probably dealt with as, you know, going to college in our younger years and really just being away from home. And how does that look? How are you kind of living in in two worlds the school world and then you go home to your home world and how that's different and maybe sometimes your family doesn't understand the pressures and all the obligations you have as a student um i think managing family managing um work schedules and how to get all of that done and still be a good student (laughs) yeah um yeah i think it's just a lot of the same things but then i would say it's kind of what we talked out talked about earlier about how am I going to land a job after this? Like, yeah. you know, what's next? Yeah. Who am I networking with to, to make that happen? Is there paid internship opportunities? And how do I get access to those things? Mm. So um, a lot yeah, of that. a lot of the same stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And what's crazy is I recognize as a woman-led um, organization and woman-focused that, you know, I've gotten some pushback. Well, hey, what about the guys? And I'm like... All about the guys, too, though. I mean, I think yeah. there's a space. I think there's partnership opportunities um, because I think the girls are doing pretty good. Yeah. But we need I mean, help. I mean, in a Latino community, like, the women are kicking the men's yes. ass right now in terms of, right? like, college attainment and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are, like, you know, we did that partnership with Denver Scholarship Foundation to look specifically into Latino identifying males and what they were going through. Right. But, I mean, fundamentally, it was the same questions, right? Like, yeah. is that going to guarantee me I could go get this bread right now? Like, right. And when you have a family and you have obligation, that mm-hmm. bread right now sounds 
Sounds, sounds really <laughs> yeah. good. You know what I mean? And right. I don't know if we should just close the door on them because they decided to do something else at 17. Like, you know, yeah. they should hope. There's opportunity to open those doors again. Yeah. And lifelong learning. And That's lifelong learning. <laughs> yeah. So do we really care about their, like, long-term benefits? Right. But I don't know. We, we get some pressure on, like, well, what about this? And what about that? Mm -hmm. It's like the moment you try to become everything to everybody is the moment you, you know, lose focus and you and lose identity. momentum. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I agree. Yeah, and our women in the Latina community need to have their space, you know, and they yeah. should be able to claim their space. And Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy y'all y'all got that. Yeah, it's felt really good. And I think, um, you know, I think there's organizations out there that are worth looking at partnerships. And I would Absolutely. say that as a new ED, I just realized how valuable partnerships are. Yeah. And um, like Latin American Educational Foundation, yeah. they have a new CEO and met with him. And I think we're committed to partnering. I think that there's other BIPOC-led mm -hmm. organizations that serve other BIPOC communities yeah. that are worth like tapping into and yeah. seeing if there's opportunity. Because at the end of the day, if we're all coming together and partnering, then we all get lifted up. And so yeah. everybody benefits. And I'm just uh, really yeah. passionate about the partnership piece. So I've spent the last two months meeting with a lot of people, yeah. scoping it out, figuring out who I should be connected to. So if you know someone that I should be connected yeah. to, send them my way. I'm, I'm going to be sending a bunch of people. <laughs> and I'm going to be calling you a bunch, yes. too. You know that. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> um, I do think there's a lot of opportunity there. Like, part of the reason why we started Adnium is because like of the what happens after peace, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of a big part of the driver was hearing so many people say that they felt isolated. That's like, all right, well, I graduated, I'm supposed to have all this stuff figured out, and I don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one else is here around me. When I was in college, I had all the support. When I was in high school, I had all the support. I had these people around me. Now I'm like, on my own, I'm the only person of color in my company, and I don't know what the hell to do. And oh, by the way. I'm making like fifty thousand dollars a right. year. I have this college debt, and I want to take care of mom still. And that was the whole point of me going to college in the first place. Like, all right, cool. Why was we just get all those people together? What worked, what didn't? I love it. And then try to do something about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really the simple explanation of what Edmium is. Yeah. But we've, we're finding it's really hard to identify where everybody's gone. You know what I mean? How do you cultivate Tracking. that communication? You can only do that through partnership, like mm -hmm. you said. Yeah, for sure. And do it in an authentic way, mm -hmm. not one that feels like icky. And yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great. I think I've heard even in other conversations that I've had in the last two months, like people are knowing what Ednium is. So that in that itself. Makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. That's like progress, right? Like yeah. from being a startup and then not even what, two years in? Are you? Yeah, we turned we turned three in July. Okay. So three yeah. years in and people are already like, yeah, I, I know of Ednium and um, hey. So that's great. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the team, man. That's, For sure. You guys are doing great work. That's crazy. So what is, uh, what's your dream now? Like, you're, you're here. Mm -hmm. You got this CD role. You have this role that checks off all these boxes Yeah. in your life and in your perspective. I guess, what's your dream for make, making the most yeah. out of this opportunity? Yeah, I think, um, I think that we need more resources obviously that's yeah. always the thing right yeah, like yeah. where it's where are the resources but the resources to to be able to help more girls go to college but then that support services piece how are we supporting them through and then the after piece so yeah. i think there's some some work and programming that can probably happen to yeah. do that um but then circling back to you know another reason why i took the position was that statewide effort yeah um and 
I just feel like in so many conversations, even in my first job at the Capitol, there were discussions and decisions being made with just the lens of Denver Metro. Yeah. And there's a whole big other world out there yeah. and that they face different problems. Their communities might be a little bit different. Uh-huh. Um, and so I just hope that I can continue to be a voice and maybe a, you know, a bridge uh-huh. for those conversations yeah. to ensure that resources are being considered there, that um, discussions are being had and that intentions, you know, that they're being intentional about yeah. including them. So yeah. um, that's big to me because I think that home always calls you. Yeah. And so I, I'm not planning on moving back there, but if I can figure out a way to Support. continue to help. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, your point, even when they have the strictly Deborah Metro conversation, there's differences and nuances just even in terms of like what part of the Denver metro area you know so true and one, one of the things I found I'm on the board of the Colorado Education Initiative and that's kind of like my statewide lens now you know what yeah. I mean but there's some cool stuff happening out there you, you feel what I'm saying yeah. like there's a lot of cool things that I think Denver can learn from sure and I think there's a lot of opportunities that if Denver was willing and able to like spearhead that we can then incubate and kind of like create I don't know, I've, been, I've been on this thing about uh, like how do you change common sense? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. And like, you know, I think the common sense previous it's starting to shift where the common sense before was just get kids to college, we do that, we're good. And now it's starting to shift to say, all right, cool. That's a step. What's next? You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of ways that the state as a whole, the city, and you know, other cities throughout the state can learn from each other. And, I agree. Kind of established a new set of goals and broader definition of success. You know what I mean? I agree. And I think you're so spot on when you talk about just how different communities, even in the Denver metro yeah. area, are and their needs yeah. and their challenges. Um, so I'm glad that people are like naming that because mm-hmm. I think in the past that wasn't named as much. Yeah. yeah. And it's accepted. And I think that people are being creative um, and pivoting to meet the needs of all the communities. Yeah. So, but I agree. I think that. Partnerships, Partnerships, right? <laughs> it's back to the partnership yeah, piece. We might have found a title for the podcast. You <laughs> yeah. feel me? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're going to bring the statewide lens. We're going to make sure that people have access and start to think about how do we not only get them through college, but then what's what's done afterwards. Exactly. Cool. How do you define success now? Yeah, that's a really good question because I feel like different stages of your life, you know, success looks different, you know, so maybe it's when you graduate, like, are you going to college? Yes, success, that checked my box. Uh, Then you start having a family, then the demands get different. Then it's like work-life balance, how do I juggle all the things? Can I successfully do all that? And is that success? Um, I think though that now, um, you know, I'm a new grandma. So, right, like, I'm a very young grandma. And I feel like it's kind of put you know, she's only not even two months old, but in the last two months, it you know worked parallel with this job. So I don't know if there was something behind that. And it was a, the, that was the spark you needed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. But I feel like what it did is, you know, it makes me look at the world a little bit different and thinking about like what are we leaving behind and mm. what does that world kind of look like in our legacy. Um, so I think that my definition of success is just always changing hmm. and maybe it's even going to change now as a new role my son's going to graduate he's going to yeah. leave so but i would say when i think of you know obviously once your bills paid yep. it's kind of back to what we said earlier like you want 
all the things to align. But if you're not doing meaningful work, yeah. and I don't know that it's success. You have to have a position that really like makes you feel good about what you're doing every yeah. day, makes it makes it worth it. So that is really important. I think you can make a whole lot of money doing a whole lot of things, <laughs> but if you're not if you're making a ton of money but you're not feeling like you're making an impact, then to me that yeah. that isn't successful. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I think about family and just what again, what we want to leave behind. And I just think that, you know, to me success too is also juggling like how are you meeting the needs of your aging parents? How can you be present for them, but then still be present? It's mm. being present for a whole lot of people, and it's all juggling. How do you define being present? I've been struggling with yeah. this for a while. It's a hard one. My mom doesn't live here, so she lives on the East Coast, and um, it's hard because she has health issues, and I would love to be there mm. to, like, take her dinner, yeah. you know, even a couple nights a week. And I can't do that. So I think being present for her is being that ear, the conversation, always being mm. available to talk. Um, I don't know, sometimes I'll send her Amazon gifts just so she knows, you know, <laughs> there's that. About yeah. 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 Or like tr being intentional about trying to fly out there and spend time. Um, but then I also have another parent that lives in the Valley. In fact, he's at my house right now because mm. he had a surgery this week mm. and so um, he's recovering right. yeah he's all right he had a another knee issue but you know he's pushing 80 and so yeah. life looks different so yeah. I feel like um, how can I be present for him and patient and realize <laughs> that like my world is busy 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 but like how do I sit there with him in a meaningful way yeah. and make sure that he's being heard and his yeah. needs are and I'm being an advocate for him. And that that sometimes takes a lot of time, too. Yeah, that's a whole other beast. Yeah. And then I would say being present for your partner. That's Yo. a whole other recipe. And then uh, for your children. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ways. But I think that um, being present and being available to those that you love also means taking care of ourselves, too. Because yeah. um, I've realized in these last few years, I would say, I think – you know, having aging parents, have being a mom, now being a grandma, that if my cup isn't full, yeah. I can't fill other people's cups. And so um, it's carving out that time to make sure that I'm okay. And sometimes I'm a better preacher than this than probably in practice. So. <laughs> I was like, you're hitting on all the things I'm struggling with yeah, right now. Yeah, it's know? hard. Like, it's really hard. Yeah. You know? It was uh, on the success question. It's, it's interesting. So we do these school-based design labs. And so we meet with like leadership teams, we meet with counseling teams of like a particular high school. And then we also meet with students before we go out and try to find alumni to give the feedback, right? And so the success question is like kind of the premise of all of our research right now. It's like, how do people define success? How does that definition of success evolve as they get older, you know? And it's like, does the definition of success that people are saying that they have for themselves, is it aligned with how the school Defines, defines it. Mm -hmm. Side note, like an interesting point is like surprise. No, it's not aligned, but it's not necessarily because of the people in the school. It's because of like the what they're measured against. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right. at some point, you just gotta like we gotta do the thing. Check the boxes. Yeah, but most people tell you like they see beyond mm -hmm. you know those things. Anyways, we're asking the, the this group of students. Shout out to Northeast Early College and. Uh, you know, typically I've been saying we hear like five things. It's like, okay, do I have I hit whatever threshold I want to hit money-wise? Do I have my health? Do I have strong networks? Do I have a sense of purpose? Do I have a, a strong sense of who I am? Hmm. Or kind of like the five underlying things that we hear from most people. 
they might define those things differently, prioritizing them differently. But mm -hmm. those five things seem to be recurrent. <laughs> the student said, uh, peace and pride. Hmm. And I was like, huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of captured a lot. You that know? does capture a lot. And um, and what you found is a lot of what you said. Like they define peace by, yeah, I'm not struggling financially, but you know I'm there for my people, and I have mm -hmm. you know me and my you know partner or my family, we have strong relationships and we're good. But that I have pride in what I'm doing, um, regardless of what that is. Right? Some of them wanted to be artists. Some of them wanted to be um, community folks. Some people wanted to you know, build buildings, like, you know, regardless of what it was, it's more of peace and pride. Yeah. And I, I think it's back to, too, like it probably the priority piece changes, right? In yeah. the different stages. Because it has to. It yeah. has to. And yeah. maybe we kind of go back. I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day, like, you know, as a young mom, your priority was like, was me being a mom, but also trying to like accomplish something. Mm -hmm. And then you have the stage where you're like accomplishing stuff and then your kids get independent. Then you reach an age that they're going to leave and then you realize, oh no, now my parents need me. So then you're yeah. back to like, how do you, so you kind of, maybe we do these like full circles. Too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So I don't know what the end, like, you know, or if there is an end, but what the yeah. later stages look like. Um, yeah. You know, I think about like retired people that I know and mm -hmm. how sometimes they'll say, you know, you do all this and you really want to make an impact, mm -hmm. right? It's back to those, yeah. those kind of things. So um, yeah, I feel like, that definition of success looks different probably yeah. on a daily, right? Yeah. Like yeah. what are we, what today? Like that's kind of my strategy. <laughs> I wake up and say, what can I accomplish today? Yeah. You know, and make the best use of my time. Hmm. Um, and some days looks better than others. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Do you ever have this thing like with your kids? I wonder just being a young parent, um, I just like chip on my shoulder that like I needed to prove that I can like do all this stuff yeah. like you know, with, with a kid and, you know, me and my wife definitely had this like, uh, us against the world type of mentality. You know what I mean? For sure. And you start doing all this stuff and you're starting to feel important and like the work you're doing is like everything. And you look at your kid and like, you're just dad and you're just mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they really don't care about what you're doing, what they're doing. Like, yeah, it's cool to see you on the news, dad, but like, they don't really get it. Yeah. Yo, you said you're going to play this game with me, dog. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think that, like, sometimes we put so much emphasis on what maybe success in our professional world looks like. Yeah. And then we forget that, like, I don't know, some of that downtime with your kids mm -hmm. playing that game or, I don't know, for my kids, sometimes it's, like, playing some poker together and just making yeah. the time to do that, like, that's really meaningful too. Yeah. Um, but I totally get you. My 18-year-old sometimes is like, what do you do again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom can't explain what I'm doing at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, because they still, and for, for him, he probably still has the whole, I mean, we were sitting down last night, like, what are you going to major in? And like, what is uh -huh. this? And what is that? And I mean, remember when we were 18? And yeah. I think that's the other thing that we forget as parents, yep. that we evolve, we grow, we get knowledge. Mm -hmm. And we forget like, oh, 18, 20 years ago, that was our, yeah, like, yeah. Swear my you don't know what at. you don't know. <laughs> I was just telling my dad, it was my dad's birthday yesterday. And uh, birthday. he was, uh, I was like complaining about my son. He, he just did some the typical 12 year olds do. I was super frustrated over it. Uh, he like made a mess and something. I was like, sometimes I don't understand, man. Like it's common sense. And he was like, Trey, 
you didn't have common sense when you were 12 either. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Nope. <laughs> but we forget. But you forget yeah, that like you, forget. you had to grow and learn and, mm-hmm. and all of those different things. Yeah. I wonder if the same thing holds true with the communities we're trying to serve. Like, like you said, like, you know, the students you're trying to serve, the folks we're trying to serve. You know, all that stuff just comes with time and experience. It definitely does. And if we're not taking the time to expose them, yeah. to teach them, to kind of share what we've learned, yeah. that's why networking, mentoring, all those yeah. things are so important because yeah. um, then they'll never have the glimpse into, and then they'll be faced with an opportunity and, and not like know what to do or have some kind of idea. Or so. be like afraid of it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? That's something I've heard a lot lately is like people saying like they were afraid of this thing that was put in front of them and change yeah i think it's the change thing i think it's the confidence thing um how do you deal with fear i know i feel like um i don't know sometimes you know old school folks will be like you got to stay in a job for like 10 mm-hmm. 15 20 years. That shit don't exist no more no and i feel like sometimes <laughs> i'm like or i'll run into people that have been in positions and i think they're afraid to like take do something but my i think i deal with fear knowing that like nothing is ever that permanent obviously like death is permanent but i try to tell my son that in his facing of big decisions as an 18 year old and like what to do that we can go down one path and if it doesn't work out you turn around you pivot you find another goal like nothing's that that permanent and i think that we have to always be ready to pivot because that's life right like we get something thrown so if if we're i think we have to maybe embrace change change is good you know it keeps it fresh um more challenges you grow you learn more so i think that's been my um that's how i deal with fears just knowing that like embrace change and and know that you can turn around. Nothing's that that permanent. I mean, some things like again, death, yeah, can't or do parenthood, or, yeah, or doing something like super crazy, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, hopefully, you have enough of like a support system around you to where you can bang your head against the wall a yes. little bit and still be okay. But I mean, I even think about it now. It's like it's might freak people out, but I'm kind of like, well, damn. Like, am I defined by what I've done so far? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, am I? Would I be fearful of like trying to do something completely different? Not that I want to, it's just I want to know that I can, but I'm not sure. You know what yeah. I mean? And so like even in these roles where people kind of talk to you like you made it, right? I gotta call you big dog. But I know like all those insecurities are still here. Like all those right. doubts, all those questions and pressures, what am I supposed to be to whom yeah. and for what? You know, you feel me? Like I always at least circling in my head. I don't know if they offer you. I think that if our intentions are always good then mm-hmm. we're doing good. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I think about people that probably are older and, you know, coming, like their life is not as busy and like, what did they do? I'm sure that they probably want to lay down knowing that they that they did the right thing, their intentions were good. They did, yeah. Yeah, and the, hopefully they made an impact, whatever that means to them. Yeah. Right? I think that's maybe the definition of success. success I yeah. don't know, but. Um, yeah, but like at the end yeah. of the day, it's like, yo, did I do the best I can? Did I help exactly. people where I could? It's kind of like parenting. I feel like if you ask any parent, they'll be like, I wish I would have done this. Every parent, right? <laughs> yeah, because we yeah. don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but we try doing our best, most of us, probably mm-hmm. 90%, yeah, right? Like yeah. we're trying to do our best. Um, we learn as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the other thing about being human beings. Like we're, we're meant to fail sometimes. And I yeah. think by our failing is when we grow or maybe you took a wrong turn and realized like that's not for me, but you yeah. wouldn't have known if you didn't go down that road. Exactly. So, um, 
think it's just back to like that pivoting and it's like we're people yeah we are so human beings like yeah yeah and as long as your intentions are good i don't think that um yeah i think that we're all just trying to be that's that's the beauty yeah. about human beings i think the majority of us our intentions are good we want to help each other and you know sometimes we get in our own way yeah, think, yeah, yeah. but um yeah one of the like. podcasts we talked about uh ruben's podcast back in the day y'all should go look that up he killed it but uh we was talking about like love versus fear mm-hmm. and like if you're moving out of if you're moving out of fear, that's when a lot of the bad things happen and the bad choices happen. Mm. It's when people are like operating out of scarcity. That makes sense. Um, and like even back to your partnership conversation, like a lot of things that get in the way of partnership, at least I've seen so far in my tenure, is, is like this scarcity mindset of yeah. like, well, there can only be so many and X, Y, Z, or who owns this or who owns that. Yeah, like this like mm-hmm. real weird thing. But I've seen the people that like prosper are operating out of love or operating out of like a greater purpose than right you know just there's the status or the short-term gain you know what i mean that they're operating out of like an abundance right and i think sometimes when people are operating like that i think it's about egos and their own insecurity sometimes you know it stems from fear yeah and they're in their own way like right like it's but i think it takes a lot for us as individuals and humans to evolve and Again, it's back to like different stages, like where are they at today versus, yeah, you know, how are they seeing the world? How are they showing up? Yeah, it's so complicated. Yeah. Us as human beings, we're we're complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that like you can articulate that so clearly and like you understand it so deeply tells me that like and the Team Sports Foundation gonna be all right. Yeah, you know, they got I the think right leader. so. They I hope right so. Leader. I think there's been times like that's the other thing about change, right? There's moments where um, you're feeling good. Like some yeah. days you're like, yeah, this is like perfect like i'm gonna <laughs> have it under going. control yeah. and then there's other days you're like what is going on uh-huh. like mind blown like you know or lost um but i try to remind myself and i think for nonprofits, it's probably a good reminder is like well we're not curing cancer we're not safe i mean we are saving lives in some yeah. ways but yeah. you know like not in a medical like yeah. way and so um not that the stakes are low but like Again, back to like mistakes. Mistakes mm-hmm. are like I'm the first to admit I'm probably gonna make I'm gonna stumble, yeah. and I'm probably gonna rely on my network, yep. people like you, people, other people that I've known along the way to like help me yeah. get it and maybe make me see things differently. Because that's the other piece. Hmm. We all walk this world so different. So yeah. I may be seeing it one way, but you might be seeing it one way. Yep. Um, I have to give a shout out to my Latino Leadership Institute. Uh, success partners that we have got assigned. Yeah. We'll we'll meet for breakfast sometimes, and we're all so different. Huh. And you know that's why they they partner with us. us. Yeah. Right. I should probably connect. With you should, yeah, because yeah, I feel like what, what happens is we're sitting at the table, and I'm realizing that like I see things this way, but they see it this way, and like I appreciate so much that their difference of opinion yeah. and perspective it helps me see things yeah. a little more clearly. And yeah. so um, it's back to our circles, right? Like back we can't just be running with the same circle we yeah. got to open it up and break up out of it yes for get sure get uncomfortable yep get yeah. uncomfortable yeah for real the last part i mean for me too uh, we, i was having this conversation with my wife around uh you know rolling around in the same circles people starting to know at me now like I, you know i could start to feel fancy and then like you know i go with my family or i go into like different parts of my community and the they don't give a damn about my title and none of that. No. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, are you willing to go into places where maybe you haven't had as much yeah. established, you know, reputation or 
you know, whatever. Like you're just another person that might right. that happens to be there. You know, you learn a lot from that feeling and experience. Yeah, and what's so cool is I feel like I've been in so many situations where, you know, maybe I'm going somewhere and like not knowing who I'm gonna run into and then it's like one simple conversation yeah. that there's some alignment and yep. then like that's where the idea is. Yes, yeah. and that's where they get blown up. Like you just happen to be matched with in the room with the right person at the right exactly. time. Um, exactly. And things can get blown up if people are that passionate. Yeah. And that's the other piece. Most of us are super passionate yeah. about what we're doing, right? Yeah. Like, um, so meeting those other folks and finding some alignment, I just think it's... We'd be good. Yeah, We'd be good. it's really cool. On the trying and fumbling, I think the thing that's allowed me to keep going in Ednium is a vast majority of my statements to my team and the people we try to serve is, all right, y'all, we're going to try this, and I can't promise it's going to work. <laughs> I promise you I'm going to try really hard, right? but, but yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't promise anything beyond that. I think this makes sense. Yeah. Y'all rolling with me? Yeah. Yeah. And All your right, intentions cool. are good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, right. Here's, here's why we're, we're moving. And then when we do inevitably fumble, it's... It's like, all right, well, we expected that. Like, right. you know, you kind of manage expectations a little bit. And then you use all that information to better the next round or exactly. to apply it to. Or it usually turns it into something else yes. that you didn't expect. Right, so. yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm really excited. I really appreciate you spending some time. Yeah, I appreciate the time, too. This has been fun. Um, I I appreciate, I listened to other podcasts, and so I've um, enjoyed it. In fact, I'm going to go meet with Nate, who yeah. did the podcast. I listened Shout to his. Nate, yes, chair, DSF, big dog. Yeah. yeah, and Edmium, right. So um, partnerships. I'm going to go talk to him about partnerships. Love it. Anything <laughs> you want to plug? Anything you want to make sure the community knows about? Um, I would say follow us on social media because yeah. we'll be pushing some stuff out. Um, and we have, uh, I'll say, save the date. We have our annual luncheon September 15th to kick off Hispanic Heritage Month. Information's on the website, Hilton City Center, Denver. Um, the whole point, it's our main big event, and it's to raise more money, to get more scholarships into cool. the hands of the students that we serve. Um, yeah, and then just thank you. Hey. Thank you for okay. allowing me this opportunity. I'm excited. We'll make sure we put the... Uh y'all's website on the yeah, that'd be great. description. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate cool. you. Thank you. Peace.